Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast with Pastor John and Sam. How are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We had that uh, men's event on Friday. That went really well. And Sunday gatherings were awesome. So Yeah, I was just grateful. 130 plus guys came to the men's event. That's so awesome. That's That's awesome. Awesome Awesome when we can all sing together and sing God's praises. Yeah. Cool. Uh, You are listening to season two, episode number 17. And we've got a question here that we're going to break up into three parts in this one episode. So you don't have to listen to more episodes. It's all in one. I'm going to read the first part and then uh, John will give an answer. So here we go. Question number one. Why are we as believers Christians and not Messianic Jews? If Jews are God's chosen people, why did Christianity break away from Jewish holidays and traditions? I don't understand how Christianity... Christianity kind of split and didn't keep the laws, traditions, and celebrations of Judaism, but with just the addition of Christ as the Messiah. Yeah, this is a question that really is relevant for us right now because we're going through the book of Galatians. Mm -hmm. And the issue in the book of Galatians is that the Galatian believers who were, in essence, um, Gentiles, they were being pressured by Judaizers who are Jews who believed that you needed to keep the law in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. And so they were feeling the pressure, and Paul writes him a letter because he's really concerned that they're starting to give in to the pressure. Okay. So this question is really relevant. And so this is how I would answer the first part of the question. Number one, there is a distinction. It's important to understand that the Old Testament and the New Testament are very different. Now, I'm going to explain some things, and I want everyone to understand that the Old Testament is very important. So I'm not at all saying we shouldn't follow the Old Testament or believe it, we should absolutely believe it in their elements in it that we absolutely follow today. And then there are elements in it that are stories for us to understand. And ultimately, it's one big redemption story that begins with the Old Testament. So, but for us in this first part of the question, really, the Old Testament and the New Testament are very different. Israel and the church are very different. Uh, We do not believe that the church uh, takes the place of Israel. Israel has a very distinct place in God's program. Uh, We also believe that law and grace are very different. I grew up in a church and then uh, a Baptist college that taught what's called dispensationalism, which is really the idea that God works in different time periods in different ways, from innocence to conscience to human government, to promise to law, which is Galatians, to grace, which is what we're under now, to Mm -hmm. kingdom, which is yet to come. So in a nutshell, I just gave you a Bible doctrines class. Wow. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Where's my diploma? (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. The rituals, the ceremonies, and the festivals of the Jewish religious calendar, which God had given, were never, ever required of the Gentiles, in essence, the church. And so I want to read to you a few things in God's word that will help us to understand this. Literally, this is a passage that I will be preaching on this week. Galatians chapter 4, in verse number 8, Paul says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods, but now that you know God. So in other words, in the past, you followed rules and regulations. Uh, in, in particular, though, the Gentiles, they were pagans. They didn't even know the Jewish Mosaic law. And so Paul is helping them to understand what they were then and what they are now. He says in verse 9, But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? And he's talking about the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law was really important, but it was only meant to help someone understand that they were a sinner. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. And so, do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? 
you are observing special days and months and seasons and years. And Paul says, I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. Man, that's pretty intense, wow. isn't it? Wow, yeah. It's pretty powerful. And what he's saying is, is that you're you're going back to something that's not necessary. And for the Gentiles, they were in essence going to something that wasn't even part of their culture. It wasn't something that even they experienced um, from a historical standpoint back in their father's lives and their grandparents' lives and their great-grandparents' lives. They hadn't ex experienced that because they're Gentiles, not Jews. And that's going to be a really important um, aspect of answering the third part to this question that we'll get to, okay? Mm -hmm. But for now, Paul was very clear that you don't need to go back to this. This was never what you were supposed to be anyway. Now, Paul also speaks not just to the Galatians, but he speaks to uh, the Colossians about this too. And he says in chapter 2 and verse 16 of Colossians, it says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. That's really mm -hmm. important. All these different experiences that the Jews had, in particular, the Passover, what was it meant to do? It was a foreshadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ. And so for the Jews, they celebrate these things because it's very much a part of their culture. For the Gentiles, there was never this being an aspect of any part of their culture. And so there was no reason for it. And so we realized that the Mosaic law was in essence, and I just preached on this this week, was meant to be a mirror reflecting back to the Jews, their need of salvation, which they were incapable of achieving in their own power. The Mosaic law also reflected back to them the perfection of God, which again reminded them of the futility of striving in their own power. And I think of James chapter 2 and verse 10, where it says, if you keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, you're guilty of all of it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I thought of an illustration of this that I think will really relate to people. Uh, well, relate to us, especially as a staff. Every Tuesday, we create our video announcements for Sunday. Yep. And have you ever been doing a video announcement where you got like three quarters of the way through it? And it's going really well. Yeah. You know where I'm going, don't you? And then you have a brain fart and you forget <laughs> what you're going to say and then you have to reshoot it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And you have to do it all over again. And so that's the reality of the Mosaic law in James 2 and verse 10. You could keep it all, but then mess up at the end and you're guilty of all of it. Yeah. And so the point was of the law was as a mirror to reflect to people their sinfulness and to show the perfection of God. And all these years, these animal sacrifices, these dietary laws, all these things that they participated in were things that were meant to, uh, you know, be a foreshadowing of the coming of Christ. And so, you know, this question um, is important for us to understand that we are not Jews. We are Gentiles. That's how we answer this question. And so the celebrations of Judaism is not meant for us. And that's really, really important. So I want to read you something. This is from the Gospel Coalition, and uh, ultimately, John Piper, he explains it well, and I'll read that in just a moment. But do not think, Jesus said this, okay, so Jesus said this in John, um, well, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets, Jesus announces in the Sermon on the Mount. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. In other words, he's saying, I've come to keep the law myself and to show you its true intent. So Jesus followed the law completely. He was perfect, the perfect sacrifice for us on the cross. And then what does his cross and what does his resurrection do? It fulfills the need of the law, okay? Mm -hmm. And so John Piper said this very eloquently. He said, um, abolition 
is not Jesus's purpose. Fulfillment is, okay? So, um, and when the law is fulfilled in Jesus, its original use changes dramatically. A new era has dawned and Jesus' followers will relate to the law differently than Israel did. And so for us, we relate to the spirit of the law through the power of the Holy Spirit. We relate to um, what Jesus did on the cross, his resurrection, putting us in a position to live in faith, to believe, right? That's the focus of it. And so I think that's really, really important. There's another part to the question. Yep. So here's the part two of the question. Um, Since Judaism rejected Christ and is still, quote, waiting for the Messiah to come, does their faith, laws, and holidays change once he supposedly arrives to them? Okay, so let's answer it like this. First of all, legalism is legalism no matter what, okay? So people that are Orthodox Jews that are still waiting for the Messiah, they're living in the legalism of the law, and they're at a place where they've rejected the New Testament. They just believe the Old Testament. They don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. There's a fundamental difference of understanding here of, in their minds, what the Messiah is to do when he does come versus what we believe the Bible very clearly teaches the purpose of Jesus in his coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, since Orthodox Jews are still waiting for the Messiah, we have to really consider what are they looking for? Clearly, they're stuck in the same issues that many first century Jews were stuck in in that time period. They're looking for power. They're looking for prosperity. Even the disciples of Jesus were confused thinking that the earthly kingdom of Jesus was about to be inaugurated. That's what they were looking for, right? Yeah. That's yeah. when James and John said, you know, can you give us power? Put us on your right hand and on your left hand when your kingdom comes. And what happened with the other disciples? They were upset about this because mm-hmm. they wanted those positions too. And that's when Jesus teaches them that it's only through service, right? We're servant leaders. And he he teaches that the kingdom is not about uh, authority and power control and prosperity, but it's about service. It's about the change of a person's heart. It's about the gospel, the good news of why Jesus came. Okay. So for us, we understand that, but for an Orthodox Jew, they don't understand this or they don't believe this. And again, even the disciples of Jesus, they were confused with this. Okay. So Jesus does remind them that he came to save their souls, not to make them happy and healthy and wealthy and powerful. And so Orthodox Jews they, some of them believe the festivals will end. Okay. So I, I'll be honest, I haven't done a lot of research on this in the past. So I did just a bit um, before the podcast, trying to understand some things. And many of them do believe rabbis will teach that these festivals, some of these things will um, be done when the true Messiah comes. They don't believe all of them though. There's one called Purim and Purim is a festival that takes place for the Jews every year in the springtime. And it's a time of celebration. They go back to the story of Esther Mm -hmm. when Haman was plotting to destroy all the Jews. Genocide, in essence, is what he was plotting to do. And God used Esther. God used Mordecai. You remember the story? Yep. And God protected Israel. And so they celebrate the deliverance that God brought them every year in Purim. And in my study uh, for this podcast, that is a festival that many Jews believe will always continue to the end of time. And so... And I would say that some of these festivals for Jews, and that's going to, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, though, so I'll wait till you read the, the third part. But I will say that uh, the question is, you know, once Christ comes, will all these things go away? And for a, uh, well, I, for the, the Orthodox Jew, that's what they're, that's what they're trying to believe or understand, right? What yeah. will happen? Right. Okay. And so 
I would say that some believe that some of it will go away, some of it will not go away. And I don't, I think that they believe that the law will never go away. So they're always going to look at the law as being something that they live by and abide by. But there's a conflict there and there's a misunderstanding of the purpose of the law. And again, when I preach on this recently, we looked at the Abrahamic covenant versus the Mosaic covenant. And what came first? The Abrahamic Abrahamic. covenant, right? And the Abrahamic covenant is unconditional for all of time. Mm. Whereas the Mosaic covenant is conditional for just a period of time. So there's a duration to the Mosaic covenant and there's not for the Abrahamic covenant. So let's get into the third part though. Okay. Here's the third part. Uh, Why are we considered Christians and not Messianic Jews or Jews for Jesus? Is there something fundamentally incorrect about Messianic Judaism? So I would say there's nothing incorrect about Messianic Judaism, as long as it's truly that idea that Jesus is the Messiah. And uh, and so for Jews to to celebrate some of these festivals still, that makes sense. I mean, it really does. Uh, Let me just say it like this, okay? And I don't know how else to say this. The question really is why, um, is there something wrong with Messianic Judaism? And why are we Christians and not Messianic Jews? Well, the reason why has to do with their ethnicity, and that's that we're not Jews. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We're not Jews. The bottom line is that our ethnicity is not Jewish. And so an Orthodox Jew uh, would believe the same way as a Christian would, but with some of the cultural observations, okay, in the sense of Orthodox, let me rephrase that, a Messianic Jew would believe the same way as a Christian does with some cultural observances. An Orthodox Jew is someone who's still waiting for the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so we wouldn't believe the same way, okay? But for me, I'm a Gentile Christian. I have no connection in my race to being protected as an Italian slash, my wife would say you're German and Russian too, but I'm mainly <laughs> Italian, okay? So my wife, just stop it. But anyway, I don't have any sort of um, a connection historically to the story of Haman and Esther, my relatives, my ancestors were not freed out of Egypt, okay? Right. And so none of that really connects to me. I have no connection to those things, okay? So my history is very different than a Jew's history. My history would connect back to, in essence, Paul's missionary journeys, right? Because Paul goes all over Asia Minor in particular to, you know, he eventually goes to Rome, all these different places where, you know, from a European descent, I'll say, that's where I came from, right? right? So. right. That would be more important to me. I didn't grow up. Um, my family didn't grow up. The history of my family has no connection back to the Jewish nation. And so for me, I connect directly to Paul's missionary journeys. And so I, it doesn't mean that what happened in the Old Testament is not important. It is important because it's all one big story of redemption and, and what God did. And God started with Abraham. He made of him a great nation. Remember what I said recently preaching that God used Abraham not just to be a blessing to Jews, but ultimately to the whole world. Right. And that relates to you and me because we're Gentiles. And so I think that's how you answer this question. We are Christians because we're called out as little Christs. That's what the word means. In in the first century, when the church was beginning, um, they were later called Christians. In the beginning, they were called the way, right? Mm -hmm. Those who were of the way, and the way in particular connected directly to Jesus. And so That's how I would answer this. So I think the Jewish culture is really, really important. And obviously, our salvation connects all the way back to the foreshadowing of what would take place before our salvation. And that's 
God releasing the Israelites out of Egypt, protecting them, the blood of the lambs that was to be put on the doorpost of the house. Again, that's a foreshadowing of the coming of the Messiah who would once and for all die for our sins. And so for a Messianic Jew, many of them will still celebrate different festivals. And it's 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 remembrance, right? It's it's related to their culture. I don't have that same culture. Right. Now, if they're celebrating the law and following the law as a means of salvation, well, then they're not Christians. Right. And now we're talking about two different things. You're back to legalism. You're back to legalism. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's how we would answer this. I know it's a three-part question. It's pretty deep. But I would say there is a distinction between Christians and Jews uh, historically. There is a distinction, um, you know, obviously between law and grace. And it's important for us to understand the distinction. Okay, great. Thanks for your answer, John. And thank you for your question. If you have a question you'd like to ask us, you can email that to john at weareemmanuel.life and we can talk about that on a future episode. Thank you so much for listening. say you're German and Russian too, but I'm mainly (laughs) Italian. Okay. So my wife just stop it. But anyway,